on Macquarie Radio NTS. This is What's Cooking with Nerida Conway, bringing you a tasty assortment of all things food and wine. Hello and welcome to What's Cooking on Macquarie Radio NTS. I'm Nerida Conway. Today's show is going to be so interesting. Well, I'm finding it interesting, actually. We're going to be chatting to Matt Kemp, who's the executive chef at the Charing Cross Hotel in Sydney. He's going to be telling us all about what it's like to be a chef and a restaurant owner. Two very different skill sets, but, you know, critical to each other. Also chatting to Charlie Gibb about what's new and what's hot. Oh, she's telling us all about freak shakes. Can't wait to hear about those. We'll also be talking to Umberto Mecki from Host Plus about their Host Plus Hospitality Scholarship, which is an absolutely awesome program. And we'll be chatting to Ian Curley about his curly questions. Thanks to you guys writing in and asking them. You're with What's Cooking, Macquarie Radio, NTS. Guess who's coming to dinner with Nerida Conway. And you're listening to What's Cooking on Macquarie Radio NTS. I've got a very cool geezer here with me in the studio. It's a... Geezer. <laughs> Did you like that? Well, you are a bit of a geezer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I try, I'm trying to sound Australian, but it's not working. It's still 23 years late and I'm still sounding like I'm on the barra from East End of London. But anyway. Now, this is the executive chef of the Charing Cross Hotel, Matthew Kemp. Thanks to Host Plus. How are you, Matt? I'm good. Thank yourself. I'm great. Now, Matt... There's so many things I want to talk to you about, but can you just give us a bit of an overview because you've done so many different things here in, in Sydney. Yeah, I've been here for 23 years, I think now. Mm. You know, numerous things such as the hotel openings at the, uh, the Park Lane when Deep Sawyer was over here in Sydney. And then I, I worked and opened up a, a place called Bank Restaurant, which was, you know, a huge and, and, and amazing, amazing place and an amazing array of chefs that come out of there. Then I had a crack at um, my own places, and um, I did uh, restaurant Balzac. Yes. Um, you know, for twelve years. Which was I had beautiful. That. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a real uh, real run run for its money. Um, you know, we had that as a small place and moved it to a larger place. And in those twelve years, I think I opened up uh, five five more other restaurants in different little places. Good so lord. Enough to kind of keep me. Um, Busy. busy. Yeah, yeah, busy, busy. <laughs> Not to mention your family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got uh, four four beautiful children and, and another one on the way in January. So that's uh, that's quite exciting. Five chefs. And um, yeah, now now I'm the exec chef at um, uh, a nice revamped hotel in um, Waverley, which is near Bronte in Sydney. Mm, gorgeous spot. Yeah, yeah, called the Charing Cross Hotel. So I look after that. And uh, I also um, consult at a place called the Q Station over in Manly. Mm. So it's a, it's a real historic, it's actually the most historical hotel in uh, in Sydney, actually. I haven't been there. I'd love to go and check no, it out. No, no, it's, it's amazing. It's, ama- it's, it's just one of these places you look at and you go, you come down and you go, bloody hell, what's this? I, I didn't know this was here. But this is where everyone came in yeah. on quarantine. And they had to come in, had to pass through there. Really? So it's the actual original quarantine station started like from the early 1800s. And, oh. um, you know, where all the places come, you see all the gravestones and you see all these people marking when, when they arrived, you know, 1856 in a person's names and all that sort of thing. So it's a really amazing place. So so I work down there a little bit and work with those guys and just, you know, just kind of help them out with what's going on. Now, look, one of the reasons I wanted specifically to get you in here is because through What's Cooking, our website as well as the radio station, we have listeners and viewers, visitors to our website emailing all the time to say things like, I'm a really good cook. I would love to open a restaurant. It's always been my dream or a bar. And there's something very romantic about the idea of opening up your own little restaurant and, you know, cooking up your meals that your nana taught you to make with love and Mm. serving it with love to people. And I think the concept of serving food to others and 
and having a bar or a restaurant is, um, you know, fantastic. It sounds but lovely. I, but I don't think it's um, obviously anything like that. Am no. I right? No, the, the, the romance of it. Uh, it sounds wonderful. Yeah. You know, we go into the uh, hospitality to be hospitable. Yes. You know, and most of us go into it because, you know, we have such passion. But usually we don't think about it as a business. Got to think about it as a business. Mm. No one else in any other industry would go into a business without thinking about it as a business. Yeah, you're right. It just seems that the restaurant game, we go into it, go, oh, I just really want to serve this wonderful dish. It's like, is it going to make you any bloody money? Yeah. Are you going to live on this? And you're an artist, yeah. really. At the end of the day, I mean, your food is beautiful. And that's what sets you aside from, say, me. Yeah, we, we, we go into a restaurant game mm. because we just, we absolutely adore the industry. We mm. adore our job. We love our job. You're only a cook, mm. a chef, not to do 40 hours a week or 35 hours a week. You, you, you have to lend every being yeah. moment of your time to that job, unfortunately. Yeah. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, you know, if you're going to go and open your own business, it's, it's, you've really got to do a lot of, lot of mm. homework, huh? Mm. You can't just go into this go, oh, be, it's a really romantic idea of just opening my own place. Because, I've got some money from a friend who's willing to bank, who's willing to bankroll me. Yeah, well, just go and put it down the drain. It's so much easier. <laughs> that, that'll go and chuck it on the 20 to 1, you know, running at 3 o'clock down Doncaster because you, you've got a better chance of bringing the money in. Really, it's, it's, you know, it's it's not that the restaurant game is never going to work because it does. It mm-hmm. does work. You know, otherwise we wouldn't all eat out, would we? Mm-hmm. You know, but to turn around and think that it's just a very easy thing to just mm. slide into. It's not. No. It's not. It, it takes a lot of guts, a lot of hard work. You know, you really need to have been in that game. You really need to understand it. So, mm. you know, how much effort that's going to go into it from you mm. physically and emotionally mm. is massive. Mm. Absolutely massive. So, you know, I think... You know, people really do need to to, to kind of understand what what everyone put, tries to put into it. You know, and you've got to love adrenaline. Oh, you've got to be you've got to be on that twenty four seven. Yeah. You know, you've got to be you've got to be a bit of a junkie for that. It's the only way I think, especially with a kitchen and a, and a busy floor as well. Let's mm. not get, forget about that. If you're not ready to go full bore all the time, mm. you're kind of going to get left behind. You know, that that's what happens. That's the decide. We're talking about taking an open up in a restaurant to do it just as a chef is even harder. Really? I believe so. Okay. Right? Why? Why, why, why do we go to a restaurant? We go to a restaurant because we heard the food's good. Yes. Why do we go back to a restaurant? Because the service was great. Yes. Full and stop. the food. The food the food can be forgiven for a little bit of a hiccup here and there. Yep. But bad service never is. No, you're right. right? No, you're exactly never right. Never is. Yep. You know, I, I'm a chef. It's all about me, right? But it's not, okay? <laughs> yeah, you come to my restaurant because mm. you've heard that I can cook well. Yep. Okay. But you will come back to my restaurant because you've got looked after by the front of house. Yes. That's the only way it is. Yeah. Now, if you're a chef opening up your restaurant and you haven't got the front of house ticked, it doesn't matter what the bloody hell you're doing in that kitchen. It really doesn't. Yeah. Because if that guest is not getting looked after, yeah. it, it really doesn't matter what goes on the plate. So if you're just a chef opening it up and trying to do this all on your own, you are, you are really in for a rude awake. You really are. I reckon a front of house person who's opened her own restaurant has got a better chance of actually having a go of it because you can find a good cook to come and work for you. You know, you can look after them, you can nurture them, you can pay them well, you can look after them for hours wise, give them support and they will look after you. But you're the one who's going to really make that business work because you drive that business. Right. You know, so, you know, all chefs in again, that's bloody rubbish. I'm a chef. It's all about me, you know, but it's, it's, it's not, it really isn't. So, mm. you know, that might be detracting from what we're talking about, but you know, when you're trying to talk about, you know, opening a restaurant, it's, it's so many, you know, facets that really need to come together and also if you're going to go and open this restaurant you need an exit plan what if it doesn't work in this original concept and at at what point do you give up I mean everyone out there has watched Gordon Ramsay's Nightmares Kitchen Nightmares at what point do people kind of say I mean I've actually got a very very good friend in Melbourne 
who opened a restaurant. Things didn't work out from council as they should have in terms of the other places that were going to open up nearby. Yeah. So that meant that there was nobody coming to the area. Foot mm. traffic was basically zero. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was like a, an 18-month delay through winter in Melbourne. Ouch. It was so soul-crushing for these people. Mm. And it was an amazing idea. And they were just throwing good money after bad. He was working a night job as well, like at the restaurant and then another job as uh, well to yeah, try yeah. to just prop up the restaurant. And then he kept um, hiring these different chefs who would just want to make it good so they'd spend too much money on the food and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was a vicious cycle. And there was a point where I just looked at him and said, you just need to cut your losses and walk away before you have a breakdown. I, I, I mean, I know someone who's, you know, hung himself from the rafters for one of these things, you mm. know, and that was purely because he didn't have the guts to go, you know what, I'm not making it work. Yeah. You know, I'm not making it work. And you know what? Okay, I'm hurting some people here. Yeah. You know, and I know if I'm going to close this, I'm going to hurt some people. Yep. But I will come back and I will have a go at trying to help these people back yeah, out again. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, I, I've been in that boat. And, you know, and, it, and it's it's one of those things where it's like, well, well, if I either just keep running up debt or I keep flushing money down mm, the drain, mm. I'm hurting more people. And you have to kind of, you know, pull the pin and just go, enough's mm, enough. Mm. And before, before you know, emotionally you sit there and think about it, just go, okay, it's four walls. That's what it is. Yeah. You know, it's four walls. Yes, okay, I'll, you know, I may have hurt some people funny, but it's four walls. It's not my family getting hurt. It's not my kids getting hurt. Yeah. You know, I've, I've got to walk away from this. Yes. Got to pick myself up. You know, I think you'll find any good entrepreneur say he's got to be on his ass before he realises he can get to the top again. I couldn't agree more. You know, and, and it's one of those things where, where you've got to learn all your from mistakes. From your mistakes. You must learn from them. Yeah. You've got to learn from them. In the industry, it's like, okay, I didn't nip this in the bud quick enough. Yeah. You know, because, you know, the biggest thing in our industry at the moment is wages. Yes. It's oh, not, it's not no. anything else. Because we don't have the tipping system like they do in the US, which is so good, I think. Oh, the tipping system is fantastic. I, you know, I, I think Aussies are getting more and more better mm. at that um so i see that the, the tip but it's it's also you know as so i'm not going to go into all of those sort of things but you know you can't you've got to pay a minimum yeah you know and the minimum is not bloody bad no you know what i mean it's, it's like you've got good. to sell a lot of meals especially on a sunday a or a public holiday i mean my kitchen porter works in there and he can he can take 400 dollars for a sunday yes right oh my god i gotta sell i gotta sell a lot of steaks Yes. Right. To pay for him just to clean, and not that he's not worth it. Yeah. He's a fan, they're all fantastic have individual. Have him, but if still. I don't have kitchen hands, then the business doesn't work. Full That's stop. Right. You know. That's I'd right. rather have a good kitchen hand and a great chef because yeah. you know, they really back it up. But you know, you, you all of these things, you know, it's it's so many facets. Yes. But you know, open another restaurant. If you're going to open a good restaurant, it's like about having a great bookkeeper. Yeah. You know, it's like. But hold on, we're just talking about doing food. Mm. Mate, if you're not on top of this, you know, you're going to come down. Yes. You know. Oh. So. so just very quickly, three. Starting points for someone who is seriously considering buying or opening a restaurant or a bar. Number one. Your concept, your location. Location. And your personnel. Right. Who's involved. You know, it's like, I know he's not talking anything about the financial side, side of things because mm. they, they they should be ingrained in you already. Mm. You know, if you're not thinking about a good bookkeeper, a good a good accountant to work with you on these things, you're going to be behind. Mm. You know, I spent too many times working on my books so I didn't get a bookkeeper. Mm. I, suppose, I should be in a kitchen. That's what I'm good at. Yes, exactly. Not doing bloody books. Exactly. You know, I can do add up. <laughs> I can do that. That's right. But right. it takes you away from your core Exactly. Strength. I'm supposed to be there on the floor looking after these guys yes. and making sure that works. Yes. Give the paperwork to someone else. Yes. I could just keep listening to this and I'm going to get you to come back on and do a part two. Is that all right? Yeah, love to. Love to. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Matthew Kemp, Executive Chef from the Charing Cross Hotel. You're on What's Cooking on NTS Macquarie Radio. I'm Nerida Conway.